1: It's a Moneyline Monday on the HUGE show presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And the chase for the NBA title is in full swing mode. And there's a huge offer for new customers right now who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up. And those new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Just download the DraftKings DraftKings Sportsbook app, and use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network.
2: All
0: right. Welcome back to the HUGE Show, Michigan. This is Jeff Risen sitting in for the huge one today. And we've been talking a lot of football, but we're going to switch now to some basketball. And we're going to call upon my old friend, Kellen Voss, from Maze and Brew, part of the uh, SB Nation nation. That's not awkward to say at all. But uh, there's been a lot going on with Michigan Hoops lately, um, from people coming, people going, people going to the NBA. So uh, I need my friend Kellen to help me out with this. So, uh, Kellen, welcome to the huge show.
2: Hey Jeff, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to be on.
0: Yes, uh, so just a little bit of background. Uh, Kellen is a graduate of Zealand East High School and was once my son's youth basketball coach. So uh, I, I'm happy to get you on the air and, and reminisce about that as well. But uh, let's let's talk. Look, Hunter Dickinson is no longer with the Michigan Wolverines program, and you wrote a great column for Mason Brew uh, about the impact that the NIL had on his transfer um, what what's the basic crux of your uh, your column there kellen
2: uh well thanks for thanks for reading it jeff and thanks for shouting it out i think that the basic crux of it is um and this has been a problem that michigan fans are uh painfully aware of is that michigan's been kind of lacking in the nil department you know as we've seen the landscape of college sports change over the last few years with certain programs embracing NIL and getting the biggest deals as possible to not only get athletes to come to their school, but to keep them in school. Michigan's kind of been abrasive towards NIL. They haven't fully embraced it. Uh, Jawan Howard's had quotes about it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh certainly have quotes about it. There's progress being made in that department with Michigan. Uh, most recently, the, the program's embraced uh, Hale Impact as one of the officially sponsored uh, NIL organizations with Michigan. But you know, if you're if you're not willing to to give these guys opportunities to make money while they're in college, they're going to want to leave for a place where they're going to be able to make more money. And I don't I don't blame Hunter Dickinson at all for making that business decision for himself.
0: Yeah, and he chose to go to Kansas, which is one of the the big 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 boy programs in the NIL world. Uh, Kansas basketball. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask. So Kansas is obviously a basketball school. It doesn't really emphasize football all that much. Is Michigan's football different with the NIL, or is it like an entire system wide thing where they're, you know, it's it's not going for hockey or women's basketball or volleyball or anything like that? It's just Michigan as a whole. Are they behind, or is it specifically the basketball program?
2: uh from what i can tell it's it's system wide uh we've been covering it uh for for years now in Maize and Brew, that it's it's uh it's it's an issue that's continued to affect the program and and it's it's something where you know when you think of michigan when you think of leaders and best when you think of the prestige with the program you would think that, that would come with large, a lot of NIL opportunities and when you look at michigan compared to the powerhouse college football programs across the nation like alabama georgia USC, those programs, there's way more NIL opportunities at those schools than there are at Michigan. And it's a legitimate part of recruiting now to be able to um, embrace NIL and whether you like it or not, uh, the better your NIL is at your school and the more opportunities there are for college athletes to make money off their name, image, image and likeness while they're in school, the better your school is going to be at accruing talent and eventually, you know, uh, getting more and more wins in, in that department. So, I just, I, I it's, it's an issue that Michigan fans have been clamoring about for a long time, and it, it's something that needs to get better at the University of Michigan.
0: Yeah, the times are changing, indeed. We're talking with Kellen Voss from & Brew, uh, talking some Michigan recruiting. Um, on that front, how is there? How did you want Jawan Howard do with this year's recruiting class and his incoming freshman? Uh, I know uh, there's some consternation about Caleb Love making some some interesting tweets, but it sounds like he's committing. Um, is is that their class, or what are what are we looking at coming into the Wolverine program?
2: So coming in next year, uh, there's going to be four new players for sure coming in next season. Three out of the transfer portal and one as a, as a you know, old, quote unquote, old school uh, freshman recruit. Uh, in terms of the transfer portal, a name, the name that everybody probably knows is Caleb Love, uh, star point guard for UNC. Uh, well, it's actually a shooting guard, but uh, star guard for UNC. <laughs> Famously led UNC on that run to the national championship game, had a stellar game in the final four uh, to, to beat uh, Duke and coach K and coach K's final ever game at Duke. uh, And, and was, was great on that run to lead that team to a lot of success. And uh, he's, he's definitely going to be a lead contributor for Michigan this season. They've also picked up two guys who have probably fit more in the role player category with Namari Burnett out of Alabama. He's your classic, like, guard who comes off the bench, provides a lot of energy, plays a lot of defense, will get a bucket or two in transition, but isn't going to create a lot for himself offensively. Uh, Trey Jackson at the four, that's probably the biggest position in need in the program, uh, being that the four spot was a little bit of a question mark last season with Terrence Williams and Will Cheddar and sometimes Terrence Reed playing that spot. Trey Jackson is a guy who's played a lot of college basketball who, who shoots the three well, uh, almost 38% from there, that can come in and and, and give you buckets. And then the sole uh, the sole freshman in that in their class this year is a guy by the name of George Washington the uh, third. Played high school ball at Shumanon Julian in uh, Dayton Ohio. Four star recruit. Uh, profiles is a bit of a combo guard. I would say uh, I'd say he's a cross between. For Michigan fans listening, I'd say he's a cross between Eli Brooks and Muhammad Ali Abdul Rahman in terms of his game. You know, he can get to the bucket. He can score at the mid range. Plays with a lot of energy. Great defender. He could see himself getting some minutes as the year goes along, uh, but but for once, Michigan actually has some guard depth with the transfers coming in. So, as much as it sucks that Michigan is losing not just Dickinson, but a lot of contributors, Jet Howard, Kobe Buffkin, Joey Baker, uh, you're picking up a lot of solid recruits. And you got to give Jawan credit for um, being active in the transfer portal and still f- picking up talent to fill all the spots that Michigan needed to fill this off season.
0: Yeah, the transfer portal is just a a, a very different animal, and, and between that and NIL, um, it's it's changed so much uh, the recruiting and and retention of players so much. Even in the last five years, that uh, you know, Juwan, I think I think Juwan is actually navigating it pretty well, and it sounds like you feel that way as well.
2: Uh, yeah i i agree with i agree with that completely i think that uh you, you've seen that whether it, it's it's a lot like nil when the transfer portal you know whether you like it or not this is the new way of, cho- of college basketball this is a this is another tool to use to recruit this is another tool to get talented players into your program and either you embrace it and you fully buy into the fact that hey you're there's going to be a lot of roster turnover year after year after year or you you're a, you're a stick in the mud that gets left behind as a program
0: yeah let's hope that doesn't happen with michigan um Speaking completely non-partially, as you know, Kellen, I don't have a rooting interest in that argument. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking with Kellen Voss from Mason & Brew here, uh, and you brought up uh, a couple of guys that are no longer in the Michigan program that are attempting to make the jump to the NBA. And I wonder if you could uh, enlighten me on the, the general draft feel and outlook for for guys like Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard, uh, specifically Kobe, because this is a guy that I – you and I have both watched him play in high school here in Grand Rapids. Just a tremendous talent. We saw his game really take off, I think, about midway through last season. It, it just felt like he took it to another level. Um, and how high is he projected to go? What, what type of pro is he projecting to be?
2: Yeah, Kobe Buffkin was probably a fan favorite with Michigan this past season. You know, he's a local kid playing at Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, he's actually the only guy that was on Michigan's roster this past year that played high school ball in the state of Michigan. So I think that's oh, wow. a little bit of connection, yeah. Um, he, and he, he took off as the year went along, you know, as the, uh, as, as he got in the big 10 stretch, he was the guy taking shots at the end of games. He was the, he was the lead guard. He was the go-to guy when Michigan needed a bucket. He could shoot the three really well. He was Michigan's best driver, a uh, great finisher at the rim, a uh, great on ball defender, six, four, great length, transformed his body over this past off season, got a lot stronger, uh, believe it or not, he was actually Michigan's youngest player on this past year because he, he entered he entered Michigan a year early, and so he was the youngest player on Michigan's roster last season. And so NBA teams see that and they see all that um, all that good stuff. And they, there's very few weaknesses in his game. And I'd say he's probably go top 20, top 25 in the NBA draft. I'd be shocked if he uh, with how much he's rising up draft boards now. I'd be shocked if he falls out of the first round. Um, and then Jet Howard uh, is, is another guy that's good. Uh, going to be on the lookout for uh, NBA wise. He's got higher upside than Kobe because he's. He, let's face it, he's a six eight wing who can shoot threes, and he's the son of an NBA player. You know those guys are always gonna, <laughs> those guys are always going to get picked pretty high up in the draft. You know uh, he didn't have as much. I'd say on the court he didn't have as many memorable moments as Kobe Buffkin did. But Jet Howard, when he's, when he's on, he's, he's incredible. That Iowa game they had earlier in the year, he scored 34 points and was going toe-to-toe with Chris Murray, another guy who's probably going to be a first-round pick in the draft. And He's, he's an incredible guy when he's on, when he's hitting shots, uh, needs to get better defensively, needs to get better as a rebounder. But I'd say he probably goes a little bit higher than Kobe just because of his upside. But, yeah, I could see both guys getting drafted in the top 20, top 25.
0: That's a good mark. That'll help the recruiting uh, angle too for the the traditional recruiters uh, who are tr- looking for high school kids. And uh, yeah, uh, Jet Howard. It always felt like it always felt like he could have done just a little bit more at Michigan. You know, like he you brought up he he had some great games. He absolutely did. But there was always times where it's like, man, I wish he was just a little bit better than
2: what he is right now. Did is, did you get that feeling watching him at all? Yeah, I think that a lot of Michigan fans got that feeling watching him. You know, it was I think personally it was a bit of a lack of consistency with him in terms of you know, he relies so heavily on the three point shot that when the three point shot's not falling, you can see his body language uh kind of drop as the game went along. And the thing with Jeff Howard is he was a below average defender this past season. He didn't rebound a ton, so when he's not making shots, it's like what you know? What is he doing well out there? Yeah. It's other than
0: other than being Jawan's son, what's he doing well?
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and um, it's similar to what Michigan fans saw with Caleb Houston last year, where it's like if Caleb Houston's on and he's making shots and he's an offensive weapon for you, then it elevates the ceiling of the Michigan team and they can beat any team in the Big Ten and frankly a lot of teams across the country. But if he's off and he's not making his shots and he's shying away from the ball late in games. Then there's not much, you know, weight to having him out there. I think that being in an NBA system and getting more spacing for him and allowing him a better opportunity to create and get his get up his own shot and get mid range shots will be good for him. But at Michigan, he just he wasn't consistent. And when it when the moment, you know, when 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 the going got tough, Michigan went to Kobe Bufkin and not him. And I think that says a lot about Jet Howard. Yeah,
0: also says a lot about Kobe Bufkin too. Um, and I, sure. I, I, I'm I'm going to keep rooting for that young man because uh, i watched him in high school, like I said. And I, <laughs> There's a whole lot to like about Kobe Bufkin's game, and I do think it translates very well to the NBA. Yeah, sure. uh, absolutely. So we're talking with Kellen Voss from Maze & Brew. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit to a little bit more around the Big Ten. I saw that Boo Booey is headed back to Northwestern. Uh, he initially declared for the NBA draft and has now decided he's going back. Uh, is that is that something that we should be concerned about if you're a Michigan fan? Because, I mean, Northwestern, coming off of a very impressive year, that guy can really play. Is there anybody else that like is maybe waffling um, any Michigan people, Michigan state people that are, you know, applied for the draft and are like, ah, I don't know about this. Maybe I'm going to come back to school.
2: Yeah. I'd say, you know, Boo Boo is, is, is one, of, was one of the best guards in the big 10. I think he was, he was either first team on a lot of the, the media polls and all big 10 polls, or he was just under that uh, super, super great kid, great score. Um, was it, was, was the, was the lead catalyst for Northwestern in a lot of ways this past season I think that you know it's a little early on that process in terms of who's who's declaring, who's not. It's hard to keep track of all of it, honestly, with how (laughs) many guys are transfer portal and all that kind of a thing. But I would say that it's 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 great that they have the opportunity to go and test themselves in this in the draft combine and against other pros to see not only to get a fair evaluation from teams of what their draft stock is, but to see what they can get better at. You know, Hunter Dickinson declared uh, he, went, he went to the draft early after his freshman year and went to the combine, and teams told him that he needed to get better as an outside shooter, he needed to get quicker on defense, and he needed to be more versatile in the post and not just have a hook shot in the post. And he got better at all of those things, and now I'd say his draft stock's a little bit higher now. Granted, he's been, he's been in college basketball for a while now, so that's going to hurt his case, but I think it's great that guys have this opportunity to be able to test themselves like that. And Boo Boo is, is a name that Michigan fans should know because Northwestern is, yet again, probably going to be one of the better teams in Big Ten when it comes to college basketball.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh I'd love that you brought up the the little thing about Dickinson there about how he applied and was told what he had to work on and he did it, but the fact that he did it at the college level and not the pro level hurts his pro prospect chance. That's that that's a weird thing. Um but, but speaking from an NFL perspective, I love the fact that a guy can declare and hear like actual viable feedback from the teams that are interested in drafting him and say, hey, this is what we want to see you do X or Y. And they get a chance to go back and do it, and I wish the NFL would allow that. The NBA does a very good job of doing that, Uh, and Hunter Dickinson's going to benefit from that. Um, uh, Talking with Kellen Voss here from Maize & Brew, I want to to switch gears to football, too. Uh, I know you're a football fan, Kellen. I know you are. yeah. Um what's your expectation for Michigan football this year? I know I know we're still a ways out, you know, spring game happened and you know, we we still got all kinds of things going on, but your basic outlook for what's going to happen with Michigan football this should should we be ordering repeat, you know, national, you know, BCS tickets, not sure. BCS, college football playoff tickets or should we, you know, be thinking about going to the Rose Bowl? What, what where where are they at?
2: Uh, you know they're they're still at a great spot. You know Michigan uh, saw a lot of guys drafted in the NFL draft this past weekend. Mazi Smith, Luke Schoonmaker, a lot of uh, valuable con- contributors got drafted, but there's still a lot of talent within the program. You know JJ McCarthy's coming into his own as a quarterback, and he's returning next season. Donovan Edwards is a touchdown machine, and uh, they they have uh, two years running now. They won the they've won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country. And if you've been follow- paying attention to their recruiting classes. Like they, they, they probably have their best crop of recruiting of, of offensive linemen coming in this next year. And so they're they're continuing to get better in those in that department. There's still a lot of talent on that defense. And it's it's, it's to the point now where, um it, it's funny that Michigan uh, Michigan basketball seems to be a little bit in the transition of, of like, you know, they're they're not quite gonna make the tournament now and they're not as dominant as they used to be. Michigan football is as dominant as it's ever been. And these past two years of beating Ohio State, of, of getting to the Big Ten championship, of winning it, of making it to the college football playoff, is, is incredible that Michigan's at this spot. I think the next step now is to get to that spot, get to that big dance, and actually challenge the big boys in that dance. You know, challenge Georgia, challenge Alabama. Michigan has the talent to, 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 to challenge those guys rightfully. They just need to, to execute and, and get things done on that end.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. They uh they were they they have built a very impressive program and I'm I'm proud of Jim Harbaugh for recognizing what he needed to get better at as well. not sticking on that theme of 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 identifying where you where you need to improve. I think he's done a very good job of hiring people that um mitigate his weaknesses and accentuate his positives and it's is translated over to the team. And that offensive line, my goodness. Uh they are they are a factory and uh that's they're they're going to win a lot of football games. You I I have the epiphany. I don't know if you agree with this because you were an offensive lineman once upon a time, Kellen. I saw you play. Uh, the uh, you can you don't necessarily win games in the trenches, but if you're good in the trenches, it's going to be a lot harder to beat you to lose. Yeah. And they're 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 doing a fantastic job of doing that uh, and and stocking up on it. Uh, anybody anybody that stands out from you that might you know we're not we're not hearing much about now that might take a leap this year for for Michigan football.
2: Uh, you know I. I, I'd say that you're, you're, you're exactly right on the offensive line stuff with that. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, that, that Sharon Moore has been the offensive line coach and now he's the sole offensive coordinator for Michigan. If Jim Harbaugh ever does leave uh, in the next few years or so, I'd say Sharon Moore is a shoe in to replace him as the head coach at Michigan because of the consistency that unit has had and how good that they've been over the last few years. Uh, in terms of the offensive line that, that's coming in, Uh, There's still tons and tons of talented guys all up and down uh, that roster. Uh, You know, they lost a lot of pieces like Trevor Keegan, Zach Zinter and stuff. But, you know, a lot lot of guys graduating. But you still got uh, Giovanni Elhadi, uh, Reese Atterbury, uh, lots of guys in there. Miles Hinton, I think he might have graduated, but um, I'm not as as kept up on recruiting in terms of especially offensive line stuff. Um, but I know that we have tons of stuff about Mason brew about, about the recruiting and how the offensive lines continue to improve here at Michigan. And it's, it, it's exactly right. What you said, you know, you're not necessarily going to win a game because your offensive line is dominant, win a win a title because your offensive line is dominant, but it only raises your floor as a football program when your offensive line can control the running game and control the trenches, and you can always pick up five yards, six yards, seven yards on first down, second down. Michigan's been able to do that the last few years with ground-and-pound football, and they're going to continue to do that again with all the talented recruits they have coming in.
0: Awesome. Kellen, Kellen Voss with uh, Maze and Brew, I'm going to let you out of here on this. How much Honolulu, Kulu, Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid, easy for me to say, have you been drinking as a Lions fan?
2: I've been drinking quite a bit of it, Jeff. Uh, I love <laughs> what they did the draft. Uh, I don't listen to all the national analysts because just because they're go- their mock drafts of the Lions had a bad draft doesn't mean the Lions had a bad draft. I love Jameer Gibbs as a guy they can pass to out of the backfield. I love Sam Laporta as a tight end. They can, they can slide right in as a, as a weapon over the middle of the field for Jared Goff. I, uh, I, love, I actually love uh, Broderick Martin, the kid they got out of Western Kentucky. I think he's going to be a great nose tackle for uh, the Lions. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I thought you had a really good piece last week about positional value. And it's, it's, it's interesting to see that, like, yes, the, it, it limits what you can do first round wise, especially with Jack Campbell and that kind of a thing. But if all those guys end up being solid starters for the Lions down the line, then I think a lot of people are gonna love this this draft class for the Lions. So I, I'd say, you know, living in Metro Detroit right now, the it's the the excitement for the Lions is, is is super huge. And if they come out the gate and win a few of their first few games, oh boy, it's gonna be fun to go to those Lions games.
0: Absolutely. I, I am I'm really looking forward to it. And I uh, as I said it earlier in the show, if you're doing this sort of thing and taking the, the running back and the linebacker early you better get the right players. I think they got the right players. I think you think they got the right players too. Absolutely. Awesome, Kellen Voss from Maize and Brew. Thanks for joining us, Kellen. It's it's good to hear your voice. Uh, I will. I'm sure see you at some Zealand chicks basketball games this year. But uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, you did a great job, buddy.
2: I will be coming back to watch Mickey play with Lane, so it'll be uh, it'll be a great time. <laughs> well, how all right. does you feel for you now after after all those years of watching Lane and watching him grow up and stuff to to have him be you know getting get to going on business and stuff? How does that feel for you as a dad?
0: I tell you what, it, it's a lot of fun. We did uh, we did a camp this weekend where he did very well for himself, and uh, he's got a couple of offers now uh michigan tech is is in the lead but there's, there's other contenders coming on but it, it's been it's been great fun uh watching him grow watching him become uh the, the young man that he is from
2: as a, as a former coach of his i gotta say i'm I'm proud of of, of, of everything he's done
0: well thank you so much Kellen. That's, that means yeah. a lot and, and i know your dad has been a big supporter for him too and, and stacking that team back in third grade
2: in the zealand rec league sure. yeah yeah well yeah. thanks a lot for having me i really appreciate it all right
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Kellen Voss making his huge show debut. Probably won't be the last time. That guy's full of great information. He's a really, really smart guy. He uh, used to work here at Fox 17 in, in Grand Rapids for a little bit, too. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more Lions uh, and maybe more f- food distribution tips if we can. Because I, I cannot get that out of my head, Brett. It's, it's, it's. I'm obsessed with it. But, uh, yeah, th- we're listening to The Huge Show. This is Jeff Risden, filling in for Bill. We'll be back in a bit. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
1: Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you have the chase for the NBA rings going on right now. Some unbelievable action. And they have an offer for new customers who are listening, who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up because those new customers then can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every Every day during the NBA playoffs, just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, they'll give you a bonus bet back up to the amount of your initial bet up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com basketball Breaking Benjamin, live in concert in Grand Rapids, with special guests, Bush, and Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com.
0: We play for the thrill,
1: that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their summer games hockey tournament. Use coupon code Show for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. to the huge show across Michigan. The Rock Edition. Bill's out today. They put me in charge. And I'm Jeff Rison, by the way, from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions podcast. Avowed metalhead. And uh, producer Brett is fueling my tendencies, making me very happy. That opening riff of that Master of Puppets, I just cannot help but smile when I hear that. And it is my ringtone, by the way. So it makes me. I, I actually looked at my phone there, thought my mom was calling. Hi, mom. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us here. We are live from the spacious studios of 96 Won the Game here in Grand Rapids. You're hearing us on the Michigan Sports Network. What do we have? 15, 15 stations across the state? More, more than that, don't we? 19. 19. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate that. Even though the huge one isn't here, he appreciates it, too. Uh, does a great job of uh, spreading it around. Special shout-out to those of you in Holland, on Holland's hometown station, WHTC, 997-1450-AM. We'll see you all out at, at uh, Tulip Time later this week. I will uh, refrain from talking about my my food distribution epiphany that I had this week. But it was amazing. It really was. I might order some French fries and might actually put ketchup on it just so I can squeeze it out. It was so it was so cold, Brett. I can oh, it was great. But you're not here to hear me talk about ketchup. You're here to hear me talk about the Detroit Lions and where they're going. And we talked about it a little bit with our last guest. Kellen Voss from Mazen Brew. Kellen did a fantastic job, by the way. Great information. um, More, quite frankly, more than I expected out of Kellen um, on the basketball front there. That was fantastic. Great job, dude. Um, I know your dad's proud of you. Um, Hi, John. Good guy himself. Um, Next hour, you got a special treat for you. Um, as As Huge often mentions, I am part of the Detroit Lions podcast. The other part of the Detroit Lions podcast is Chris, my co-host, and he will be joining us for two segments in the next hour. So you're going to get an impromptu taste of what the Detroit Lions podcast is about in the five o'clock hour today. I'm excited about that. I know Chris is excited. Hopefully, you all, uh, if you like us, you'll 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 enjoy it. If you haven't checked us out before, you will check us out. We normally go live on Wednesday evenings, although our schedule's a little awry uh, in the next couple of months, just with. Work and travel and sports going on. Um, kids' sports uh, are—that's—that's um, that's my life as a <laughs> the, the parent of an eleventh-grade son and eighth-grade daughter uh, who are very big into travel sports these days. So we—we uh, we gotta work these things around, but uh, we're gonna do that for you, and that, that's gonna be a lot of fun. But uh, let's set that up a little bit, and what's going on with the Detroit Lions right now? We're through the draft. We're through all the arguments about positional value. Well, we're not really through those arguments. We're still having those arguments, but. For, for for time's sake, we're going to avoid those arguments. So just talk about where the lines are at right now and what's going on. We get our first look at them this coming weekend with the rookie minicamp. And it's the first chance for the, the rookies to come into Allen Park. Uh, for those for Some might actually sign their contracts. Haven't had any contract reporting signings yet. Um, that's just formality. Nobody's going to hold out. They don't do holdouts in the NFL anymore. That's one of the good things of the last couple of CBAs. So. But you're going to get to see them in a uniform. We're going to get to see them take the field. They're going to hear Dan Campbell coaching them for the first time. You're going to hear, you know, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, you know, walking them through what he expects from them, things like that. They get to get out. They get to step onto the new turf, the new practice field turf, which I'm excited to see in, in Allen Park. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, they got new turf, not just at Ford Field, which the Michigan Panthers of the USFL have broken in, um, losing, by the way. They're two and two. They've won two games on the road. They've lost two games at home. That's that's not the way to kick things off. But go Panthers. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna be a fan. I'm, I'm, uh, but so rookie mini camp. I'm a, I'm excited to see these guys. Uh, see how big Jack Campbell is in person. See how fast Jameer Gibbs is in person. See how massive Broderick Martin, the third rounder. Kellen brought him. Kellen Voss brought him up. Broderick Martin is a third round pick. I don't think. This is another one where it's a little bit of a head-scratcher, and fans were like, what? Like, this guy wasn't in any mock drafts. I run a national draft site, DraftWire for USA Today. I didn't have film study on Broderick Martin. I'm, I'll freely admit that. I had not studied him, other than writing a one-sentence note, Big Mother Bleeper, was uh, my note on him. That, that was all I had. And I, I have actually watched some Western Western Kentucky football since then, and I'm excited to see this guy think fans are going to like the the edge that he brings to the team he is a kneecap biter at 337 pounds and he does not move backwards and that's exactly what they want he will make jack campbell playing behind him better this is a guy who's going to soak up blocks you're not going to see and this this is one of the issues that we had last year playing chicago playing any team with a mo- mobile quarterback philadelphia did it very well philadelphia's offensive line is fantastic Got to give that credit to him. But last year, one of the big problems was the interior offensive linemen could get out and get free runs and block Alex Anzalone and Malcolm Rodriguez and Derek Barnes and the linebackers and get into them before they could make a play. That was a a big problem, especially with the running quarterbacks and designed runs with quarterbacks. Broderick Martin's going to stop a lot of that because he's going to be there and you're not going to get past him if you're the center Trying to get out and pick off that middle linebacker on, a, on an outside run or designed keeper, he's going to make life easier if if defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn ever decides to go with a spy on Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts and the mobile quarterbacks that are on their schedule. Geno Smith, um, I mean Sam Darnold, even ran very well against the Lions last year in that Carolina game, which we all need to forget about. That was that was the anomaly game. We're not going to talk. We're not. We're never going to speak about that again. Brett, burn that game film. Do it. Thank you. So I'm, I'm excited to see these guys get in their paths, get in person. And, and it's also for most of us, our first chance to really talk to them in person. And uh, they always give us a little bit of a press time. And most of it's unofficial. You might not hear any like official press conference or anything, but uh, it's a good chance for us to get our feet wet with what we're dealing with from a media standpoint, too. And I, it's always it's always fun to get to know some of the guys. Like last year, Kirby Joseph right away stood out as like, okay, we're gonna like this guy, even if he can't play, we're gonna like this guy. But the fact that he can play made it even better. <laughs> Just seeing and, and Rodrigo with his smile, his his attitude, um, being willing to talk about himself candidly, like what he needed to get better at. He volunteered stuff most players don't do that, uh, and I, I I'm excited for that. So this is this is our first chance to, to get a look at them, see what they're gonna do. Then we get going, and you get a mandatory mini camp in there. Uh, that comes in late June or mid June. We get uh, that'll be our first chance to see the entire team together. So we're not going to have like Jared Goff's not going to be there this week. David Montgomery's not going to be there. Hutch probably won't be there unless he's local and just wants to pop in. But he won't be in pads or anything. But when we get the full team together. It's still going to be over a month away. So you gotta you gotta hold your excitement for that. But one area of the Lions team that is going to show off this week is their media relations department. And why is that? Because the NFL makes a massive deal out of the schedule release. Yes, it's a primetime event. It's a three-hour primetime event on May 11th, as scheduled, where they go over and they just release the schedule for who you're going to play this year. And while that might seem pedantic, boring, pointless, and I do agree with that, the team, the... NFL's social media teams have taken it on as like, this is our chance to shine. And boy, how do you do they? Oh my goodness. They do themed releases. All 32 teams do it. The Lions typically are one of the best teams at doing it. Their social, their social media department, their media relations department, they do a fantastic job. They're great. They're up for an award. I'm proud that I I voted for them. Um, I might have been part of the nominating process. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, oh. Just leave it there. But they do a great job, and I'm, I'm fascinated to see what creativity they put into it this year. You get all sorts of different things. You get movie themes. You get anime themes. You get, you know, the food themes. Maybe they'll do something with the, the, the cow tea distribution for, for, uh, for barbecue sauce that I want in my, my living room. I, I don't want that. In my, I want in my living rooms because I just want to put barbecue sauce on everything. I have an illness. It's all good. So that that's coming this week, and that is something that is worth your time. That look, Twitter is largely a cesspool. I'm on there much less than I used to be um, for various <laughs> reasons. But one of the great things about it is that you get to see all the other social media teams from around the NFL and their schedule releases. They're fantastic. Uh, they did office linebacker one year. Great. Remember the office linebacker ad where the you know you're just sitting in the office, and all of a sudden you know the linebacker comes and knocks you out of your chair. Like they have so much fun with these things, I'm I'm very excited about that. So that's going to be your next exposure from the Lions and what you see from them, and you'll appreciate that. Please check it out, and if if you like it, give them feedback. These guys work really hard. They don't make millions of dollars doing this. It's it's not a lucrative job. It's a it's a passion project for a lot of those those folks. Guys like Solomon and Chris and Ellen, <laughs> like they're great people. Ellie, uh, they're awesome awesome people that deserve your attention on that. So we won't get the full team for another month. We won't and like training camp doesn't start until late July. We don't even have the date on that yet, but that's when we're gonna start gonna start getting the team together. And that's when the Kool-Aid is really gonna flow because that's when we're gonna see Oh man, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. Could they play in the backfield together? I'm excited about that. We get to see Sam Laporta at tight end. This is a guy who played option quarterback at times for Iowa. He might be the fastest tight end coming into the league that can actually play. Um, Green Bay took a guy. And so I'm going I'm to diverge here. I'm, I'm throwing a curveball here. I've got to talk about the Green Bay Packers for a second. I don't do draft grades, but if I did do a draft grade, the Packers would probably have gone last. And let me explain. I think draft grades are about assessing the players and how they fit with the team and their potential for improving the team. And I think that the players that the Green Bay Packers took don't help their team very much. Certainly not in 2023. They took, with their first pick, number 13 overall, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. You've heard me say it before. He's Bluetooth. He plays without using his hands as a defensive lineman. He didn't start in college. I know that's not as far as an Iowa thing, but he is not any better than John Kaminsky. I'll say that right now. He plays basically the same role as John Kaminsky. He's not better than John Kaminsky in 2023 might be in time could be he's certainly got the athletic potential to be so but uh, i'm not worried about that this height end that they took his name is luke musgrave from oregon state he missed most of last year with an injury after starting out great you know he he had 11 catches in their first two games got hurt even his like his agent will tell you he can't block he is a wide receiver that's just too big, and they move him into tight end. But he is—he he can't block—he can't block me off the edge. He can't, and I, I got no—I got no juice left. Nothing. Certainly can't block John Kaminsky. We went to the Senior Bowl this year, Chris, um, who will be my guest in in the next hour. And I went down there, and we watched Luke Musgrave. Athletic hype, certainly a very good athlete. Although I will say, from having seen him in person, he's not as twitchy as you would expect him to be as advertised by some of the the draft pundits. And then they threw him the ball. Dude can't catch. Like the if you're a, if your job is to be a receiving specialist tight end in the NFL, you darn well better be catching the ball better than Eric Ebron. This guy ain't that. Went back and looked at at his stats from Oregon State. 22% drop rate. Let me put that in context for you. In his Lions career, Eric Ebron had a drop rate of 13% and we all thought he was you know belonged belonged to the bottom of a trash can like just trash. This guy was almost double that. We saw it at the senior bowl. He could not make a catch with a defender anywhere near him. He dropped 3 on one day, one of them in the end zone um, on a perfect throw that like the quarterback was like ah I'm not worried about their draft. Really not. Then they drafted a quarterback, <laughs> Sean Clifford, out of Penn State. I guarantee you Sean Clifford didn't expect to get drafted. <laughs> like he was he was one of those guys that you angle for as an undrafted free agent. One of the guys that you sign like right after the draft and bring him in. And he's your number four quarterback. And his goal is to be on your practice squad and maybe starting in the XFL in 2024. Yeah, they drafted him, too. Uh, I'm not at all worried about what the Packers did. And that's, uh, look, maybe I'm looking through Honolulu blue glasses. Um, That is my water bottle, as Brett will attest, as I show up. For those of you watching on local access TV, you saw it. But, man, I'm just not impressed with what the Packers did in their draft. Now, Jaden Reed, props to that guy. Uh, he was our second round pick, Michigan State wide receiver. He's going to be good. Um, if nothing else, he's going to be a very good special teams player for them. But I think he's going to be a very good fit for that team. And if Jordan Love is competent at quarterback at all, and we will see, uh, I will reserve judgment on that until I see it. But he's he's going to be he's going to be a good player. So I'm I'm a little bit concerned about that. But uh, yeah. So when we come back, um, we have a little bit of a segment. We're, gonna, we're Brett. I want to give something away. Let's give something away in the next segment. Can we do that? Sounds great to me, my friend. All right. We will do that when we're back on The Huge Show. Everything huge
1: 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
2: Godsmack, Live and in your face Friday May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino Plus Bad Wolves At St. show Saint night Bullet for my valentine Tickets start at $28 On sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office Or etix.com Party hard Rock harder Godsmack, May 26th Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series
1: Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more, and especially golf on the 18th hole
0: Enjoy responsibly. And how's it, Ultra Light, Beer, St. Louis, Missouri?
2: Did you know that child abuse is 100% preventable? 100%. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police could use your help because you have the power to make that 100% dream a reality. Start by talking with your local police department and learn how you can work together to prevent child abuse right in your own community. 100% is within our reach, and our kids are counting on us to make it happen.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We're back on The Huge Show. Guess what? We've got tickets for you. If you want to see Breaking Benjamin, Bush, and a new band called Another Day Dawns, which I just checked out in the break, and they're awesome, we have two five-packs of tickets for you. The show is next Tuesday at Van Andel Arena here in downtown Grand Rapids. We're going to take colors 10 and 12. Let me screw you on 11. Uh, 866-838-HUGE. Again, 866-838 Huge, callers 10 and 12. Get two, get a five pack of tickets to see Breaking Benjamin, Bush, and Another Day Dawns.
2: Big, bad,
1: huge.